there is a conference happening right now. It's called uh, the Elevate Tech Conference, and uh, our next guest is at it. Douglas Soltis is with EIC at Betakit, their Canadian tech publication. Welcome to the Kelly Cotrera Show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Hey, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the Elevate, Elevate uh, Tech Conference. Is this the one that's happening in uh, Montreal? No, this is the one in Toronto, but there are many tech conferences happening at the same time this week. So the one in Montreal this week is the All-In AI Conference. So it's oh. uh, I've been very busy this week with tech conferences. Okay, so why now? What is the what is it about this time of year that all the tech conferences are happening? Uh, summer's over. Everyone's back to work. But I think uh, particular uh, right now, it's been about a year since we've seen kind of uh, generative AI be revealed to the world with ChatGPT and other things. And there's just a lot of very interesting conversations and announcements about uh, how our governments are looking to handle that stuff. So it's very top of mind as part of the conversation. Do you try, I understand they're putting together an AI code of conduct. Do you think the government uh, should be responsible for working out uh, how we handle AI? Well, that's a really great question. And in fact, um, at Elevate in Toronto this week, I moderated a panel on um, AI regulation with some uh, leaders in the federal space on this. I think um, one, one of the points of that conversation was how the conversation had changed from whether or not government should participate to with the rapid pace of change over the last year, even AI companies are looking for some guardrails some frameworks to align to because things are moving very, very, very fast. So I I think my um, takeaway from this is that the general consensus now seems to be that uh, government has a role to play here. We're seeing this in the European Union and the U.S. as well. But uh, the announcement this week that the uh, federal government had announced a voluntary code of conduct that had some major Canadian AI leaders signing, I think showcases that they're willing to kind of participate in that and they're looking for it. Is the evolution of AI and the fastest uh, piece of tech evolution that you've ever witnessed being in this industry? I would say that's interesting and it makes me feel really old, that question. But I would say looking back, yes, because one of the exciting components to this technology is its capacity to generate something seemingly out of nothing by using very, very, very large data sets. So I would say the level of iteration, the new features, it seems like every day you're seeing something that might have been implied but is now Mm -hmm. real and you can kind of play with it and you can break it and it's posing all sorts of crazy questions. It's even faster than the change when we all went from having like a Nokia phone or a BlackBerry to, you know, iPhones and smartphones, it's just, it's just so much faster. Right. And I understand there are a number of Canadian technology companies that are signing on to this federal government code of conduct for artificial intelligence. Um, What does this mean? Help us walk us through what this actually will mean moving forward. Are we talking about companies that are developing AI? Are we talking about companies that are using AI? How is a code of conduct going to help us, if at all? That's a great question. I think this is particularly towards companies that are developing and maybe selling through AI, not necessarily companies that are looking to take advantage of it within uh, their businesses. 
Um, and this closely follows the same thing happened in the U.S. in July, where Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Meta, and OpenAI, which has been driving forward ChatGPT, uh, all voluntarily signed a similar commitment. The Canadian agreement, which has been signed by Cohere, Coveo, Ada, all Canadian AI companies, is basically a voluntary code of conduct agreeing at a high level to assess the impacts of the AI tools that they're making, and in some cases conduct third-party audits. Now, I would say um, this is a step, mm-hmm. but I have to reinforce that this is voluntary, right? And it's uh, given all that we've just talked about in terms of, like the power, the scale, potential transformation for AI, it, it, it rubs me as a little um, incoherent that these are voluntary commitments when like if you go to a restaurant in downtown Toronto, They have to adhere to like more stringent health codes (laughs) and those are like reviewed (laughs) and checked. Um, We don't allow restaurants to voluntarily um, commit to standards. We review that. And I I just think like voluntary guidelines, great first step, absolutely not enough. Do you think it's because we don't have enough people in government that actually understand the concept of AI? I mean, we all understand, you know, you have to have uh, adhere to some level of cleanliness in order to uh, not get sick when you're talking about food products. But is it the fact that we've just got a bunch of people that can't wrap their head around AI, um, you know, putting together laws and they're thinking, well, I, I, I don't know, how about it's a voluntary thing because it's so beyond their comprehension. And and I only say this because it's kind of, I'm finding it really hard to comprehend. Oh, uh, I will I will join you. It is it's beyond most people's comprehension. And I would say for us that we speak to and, and cover a tech audience, people within the industry are struggling to keep up even if they're checking every day. I think in, in, in fairness to the government, it's very difficult to expect anyone to be, to fully understand the implications of this because it's not, settled. Um, but I would also say some of the difficulty here and in, in the panel that I moderated a conversation come up of, of who should own the responsibility of setting these criteria and, and keeping up with them. It's very difficult for, for government to move as quickly as technology, which I think is where some of the guardrails are coming from. Mm-hmm. But they also have a, a, a circumstance where um, there are some very prominent people in Canadian tech who are not agreeing to sign to this. Um, Shopify CEO Toby Lukey tweeted after the announcement that he wouldn't support the guidelines, calling it another case of e-fraid, and said that we don't need more referees in Canada. We need more builders. Let other countries regulate wow. while we take the more courageous path and say, come build here. Well, so that goes that are, flies in the face of most people that are security experts. Uh I, I would say it kind of flies in the face of um, good sense as well. Yeah. And I think it's a little uncritical and maybe, you know, in fairness to him, motivated toward outcomes that won't benefit, uh, motivated toward outcomes that would help the Canadian economy in certain instances, but mm-hmm. won't benefit the most amount of people. I think we've seen, you know, we're in an environment right now where uh, Uber is threatening to leave Europe because they might be forced to treat their drivers as employees and everything with social media in the last 15 years that to say um, we, we, we don't need referees on the impact of technology is just uh, demonstrably false. Now, what role the referees play? A great question to have, but I should note the uh, CEO of the organization that run, ran the Montreal AI conference uh, this week where the announcement was made by uh, Minister Champagne said, I don't know of a game you can play without referees. So I think what we're really looking for here are 
smart and effective referees and rules so that we we get the benefits of this stuff without any of the pains. Yeah, and I don't think we can treat AI like it's just a game. I think we have to take it very seriously. I had somebody on from a health network the other day who said they're actually using AI and it is really helping. It's freeing up a lot of uh, our workers or frontline care workers in the health system so they can do jobs that AI can't do. It's scheduling. It's doing all those the, the heavy lifting when it comes to that sort of thing and maybe pointing them towards a diagnosis that they can then go, oh, okay, thanks. You know, um, I, I'm kind of... That's what I was thinking as well, or no, there's no way it's that. Um, I think it's, uh, we have to really watch our language when we talk about AI. Absolutely. And, and maybe just to follow up, I think when we speak of AI, we have to recognize it's not all one uniform thing. There's a real difference between what is traditionally called AI, which is more automated processes, like the things that you're talking about that are helping hospitals, doctors save time, uh, get tasks done quicker, and more this new generative AI component, which is looking at large sets of data uh, obsessively to create something, air quotes, new, but is kind of a little bit more extractive. We're seeing this right now in the United States. They're, like George R. R. Martin and uh, other authors are are suing, yeah, uh, GPT. for yeah. copyright infringement, right? Like, so this is uh, you have a community of uh, artists, writers, creators. The writer strike uh, has been ongoing. Who have been struggling to get paid for their work, uh, particularly since COVID, just having tech companies suck up all that data and then look to create something new to monetize that, like. There are broad ranging implications there, but to your point, I think we have to be very smart about um, not referring to AI as a catch-all label and really yeah. look at the intersections and pain points and, and honestly the benefits. You know what? I got to have you back again, Douglas. It's been fascinating talking to you. I think we've got a longer conversation somewhere uh, in our future. I really appreciate your time. I would love to. I appreciate the Friday conversation about AI regulation. <laughs> Thanks so much. Douglas Soltis is uh, EIC at BetaKit. We'll talk again soon.